Welcome to Gathering Place Podcast. On this podcast, you will hear sermon recaps, meaningful conversations, and in-depth teaching. We hope today's episode ignites and equips you to live out your Christian faith and to bring healing to a broken world. Welcome in Gathering Place Podcast, Episode 3. We are in a series here at church, as you know, if you've been following along, on what does the Bible say? And we've looked at a range of topics and subjects really fundamental to our faith. And this past Sunday, we looked at the return of Jesus. What will this return look like, the second coming? And there's been so much said about this topic, and I'm not here today on this podcast, even um, on Sunday mornings to say, I have it all figured out. I would like to meet the person who does. Um, but we are given signs. We are given symbols. We are given um, uh, really encouragement from the apostles, from Jesus himself, of what it is like, what to look for in the last days. And since the ascension of Christ, this millennial reign has begun. This last day process has begun. And as we have all went through this pandemic in a, in a lot of places, a plandemic, um, we've seen headlines, we've seen news stories, we've seen everything from vaccines to supply shortages to jabber job to um, all of these just um, rumblings, almost as though a dress rehearsal of what you could picture something like an end times scenario looking like. And is the world is questioning, the world is turning to faith, turning to Christianity, asking questions. Um, is a local church pastor, it's important you know what God's word has to say. And today on this podcast, I want to just simply uh, open your, uh, hopefully open your understanding, uh, be as practical as I can be of what some of these signs will look like. Um, how we're supposed to anticipate them, what we're supposed to do, uh, and when that day gets here. Um, I am one who believes fully too in the whole counsel of God's word, that you just don't camp here and you just look for this secret rapture um, or you look for this second coming and you pray, well, if I'm Christian enough, then Jesus will rapture me. Uh, but even more so, the early church would teach Yes, we're to eagerly anticipate this second coming, but even more so, be prepared for your second, for your death, you know? Be prepared for when you go to meet with Jesus. The big idea on Sunday was we have to define our life forward and we have to live it backwards. So we want to be, we want to know what's important to Jesus, what's important to be a, live a successful Christian life, um, to be faithful to what Jesus has instructed us in his word, what he's called us to by his Holy Spirit. Um, but today, I want to just encourage you, but also give you some information that will help you uh, in these last days. Um, so episode three, season one, let's go. Well, I want to be uh, brief with you today. I know as you get into these topics on the end times, the Antichrist, the resurrection of the dead, um, it can be a lot to intake. 
and there will be another time in another place and I, if if you'd like you can always message us comment and I can give you further resources for study um, but I want to just encourage you briefly on today's episode of um, really these signs that were to look for uh, and then give you some concluding thoughts uh, I'm going to be reading these is uh, I want to really hit the right context and I want you to to hear these truths today um, so feel free to sit back this might be a good podcast to 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 throw on as you're trying to as you're getting ready uh, maybe for bed uh, might be a good podcast on your way to work in the morning uh, but just where you can be relaxed and and focused in on um, these uh, simple biblical truths but first I, I want to look at signs of the second coming we know that holy scripture does not reveal any dates but it does indicate a series of signs by which one can infer the relative closeness of the second coming of Christ. In concluding his sermon about the end of the world, Jesus himself says, Now learn this parable of the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the very doors. In other words, Jesus says, observe events because they will give hints to they will give hints to you to know how close the end of the age is. And this is found in Matthew 24, 32 through 34. In several of his sermons, Jesus and in the preaching of the apostles, we find the following signs of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Number one, we see that there's a global spread of the gospel. Jesus foretells this that the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. Number two, uh, there's going to be an extreme weakening of the faith. Christ teaches, teachings will generally um, be known, but people will become indifferent to it. So much so that when the Son of Man comes, the scripture says, will he really find faith on the earth? According to Paul, this will be a time when people will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, they will choose teachers who will tell them just what they want to hear. They will turn their ears away from truth and go after fables. 2 Timothy 4, 3-4 In other words, close to the end of the world, people will become cynical about divinely revealed truths and absolute moral values. They will only listen to what sounds interesting or pleasing. Number three, this attitude of the weakening of the faith will promote the appearance of many false prophets and false messiahs. These deceiving teachers will entice people to join all kinds of sects, S-E-C-T-S that is, and wild cults catering to the low moral standard of the crowd. The Lord warns us about the danger of false teaching, saying, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Do not follow them, for false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. 
The book of Revelation describes some of these striking miracles of the last and ultimate false prophet and promoter of the Antichrist. The Apostle Paul explains to the Thessalonians that these will not be actual miracles, but mere illusions and deceptions of evil spirits. So we know through the appearance of these false prophets and false messiahs that deceptions of evil spirits will be released. You can see this in Revelation 13, 13 through 15. Number four, the turning of Christ to the Jewish people. The turning of Christ, turning to Christ of the Jewish people. So to summarize, we know in regards to this point number four is there will be a large um, a large uh, conversion of Jews into faith in Jesus Christ. We also see in number five that evil and lawlessness will increase greatly. Jesus predicts this. He said, because iniquity will abound, the love of many will grow cold. In Matthew 24, 12. The weakening of faith will lead to furthermore decline and in turn, as in a chain reaction, that will weaken faith even more. In the following gloomy picture, the Apostle Paul depicts the general moral decay prior to the end of the end of the age. In the last days, perilous times will come, for men will only be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control. They will be brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. I'm going to say that again. It's having a form of godliness, but denying its power. From these combined predictions in Holy Scripture, it should be concluded that by the end of the world, carnal desires and passions will suppress all noble and spiritual aspirations in people. Interest in Christ will cease. His teachings will be neglected and ridiculed. And everything related to Christianity, its customs and traditions, church architecture, music, Christian feast days, if you come from a liturgical setting, will be considered ancient history. The general mood will be reminiscent of, of, of a past time described in the book of Genesis, which says, and the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth. He was grieved in his heart for the earth filled with violence through them. Genesis 6, 5 through 11. Similar conditions will prevail before the second coming of Christ. Additionally, sorcery, the serving of evil spirits, and other pagan practices will become widespread. The minds of most people will be poisoned by all sorts of ungodly heresies. Is the Holy Spirit expressed Holy Spirit expressly predicted through Paul, in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrine of demons. 1 Timothy 4.1 The Apostle John depicts the following gloomy picture about the overwhelming permeation of evil spirits into people's lives. Quote, And the angel opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit, 
like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. And they, the locusts, which came from the pit, had a king over them, the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, but in Greek he has the name Apollyon. End quote. Even though the Lord, by means of different punishment and calamities, will try to stop people from doing evil, they would not repent of the works of their hands, that they should not worship demons, and they neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of the fornication, nor of the thefts. And this is found in Revelation 9, 2 through 21, 16, 13, 18, verse 23. As mutual enmity and hatred grow, this leads us into our next point. Persecution of the faithful will escalate. Persecution of the faithful will escalate. Christians will be hated by people who reject any mentioning of God's authority and who trust only in the power of their intellect. And as believing in God becomes unpopular, any Christian wishing to retain his faith will feel more and more isolated from society. This is very important to know. He or she will discover that even his own relatives have become his enemies. As the Lord predicted, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake, and then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. So that even brother will betray brother to death, father his and father his child, and children will rise up against parents and cause them to put to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Hear this though. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Matthew 24, 9 through 10, Luke 21, 16. This general moral decay and hatred will produce, leading into our, our last and final point, destabilization of the very foundations of social life. We're told that bloody wars, various disasters will reach catastrophic proportions. People will become weary from the burden of suffering from disasters. They will be unable to overcome them through personal efforts. However, they will not turn to God for help due to their own disbelief. Scripture says, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet for nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. But people, end quote, but people will become so hardened that even these calamities will not turn them to repentance. Ever increasing licentiousness, hatred, and mutual enmity will ultimately lead to the last judgment. Comparing the last times with the time before the deluge, the Apostle Peter says, as God did not spare the ancient world in the time of Noah, bringing the flood on the ungodly, and later turned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. Second Peter 2, 5-9 And there will be signs in the sun, and in the moon and in the stars and on the and 
on the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, and men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are to come upon the earth. For powers of heaven will be shaken. Luke chapter 21. The concluding words of this prophecy evidently pertain to the end of the world. However, a few years prior to this, a more fearful event in the life of mankind will occur, the coming to power of the Antichrist. The coming to power of the Antichrist. So we've looked at the signs of the second coming, of what these days, what these times will look like. We're about uh, 16 and a half minutes into today's teaching, so I want to just take a few more minutes as I shared uh, in detail some of what to look for, these signs, um, and what to be prepared for. But I do want to um, uh, get into, in a later time, the son of perdition, the Antichrist. There's been many Antichrists, but there will be a final Antichrist. Um, I don't want to get into that at this time, but I do want to look um, just quickly of what our mindset to be uh, of the second coming. So we looked at signs of the second coming, um, but hear this. The spiritual gaze of Christians should be focused upon the approaching joyous event, the second coming of Christ on earth. Scripture says, and when these things, the sorrows of the last days, begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draws near. So we know that the second coming of Jesus for the believer, for the Christian, should be a day of great joy. That we're to look up because we see Christ and our redemption drawing near. Luke 21, 28, you can read this. The reality of his coming again was witnessed to be the Savior himself with the indication of some details and was proclaimed by the angels during the Lord's ascension and often and often reminders were given by the apostles. You can see this thoroughly throughout scripture. The Lord describes his second coming as being sudden and obvious to all. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Prior to this, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and having seen it, all people of the world will mourn. Matthew 24, 30. According to the fathers of the church, this will be a sign of the saving cross of our Lord. The Lord will descend in all his glory, surrounded by innumerable angels. Then they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and all his angels with him. Then he will sit on the throne of his glory. From these words, we should conclude that the second coming of Christ will look substantially different from the first one during which he willingly humbled himself and came in the semblance of an ordinary man. Then he lived in poverty and voluntarily suffered all kinds of humiliations. His second coming will also differ in purpose. First, he came to give his soul for the salvation of many. Then he will come to judge the world and recompense everyone according to his deeds. Acts 17.31 and Matthew 24. 
27. Well, this is to be the mindset of the second coming. As I stated before, I'm going to attach uh, some different food for thought, some different articles, uh, video that you can find in the description to really understand the consistencies of the secret rapture, um, the teaching of dispensationalism that's a very modern understanding that is highly influenced in the book and movie series Left Behind. These are not what the church was taught and thought. Uh, but I pray that these, uh, this teaching on the signs of the second coming, how to prepare for the second coming, um, that it would encourage you, uh, that we see all of these trials, we see moments and types of tribulation. But I always go back to what uh, we're taught in, in 1 Peter. And I brought this out on Sunday, but I want to remind you of it again. 1 Peter 1.13 says, So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. Father, I thank you that your word remains true, that we are to look up to the sky and see our redemption coming. We thank you that you're coming again, that you're coming for a pure and spotless bride. That, as John says in Revelation chapter 1, this, this fiery Christ that will come, that it's the vision of John is a sword coming out of the mouth of Jesus, that the word of God will penetrate that it will have the final say, that it will be what shakes the nations and brings judgment and brings glory. God, we thank you that those of us who follow you, who believe your word, who are discipled, who are faithful, God, that we not take lightly what your word says about the second coming, that we be prepared, we prepare our families, friends, that we be evangelizing, sharing the love of Jesus with family and with neighbor, with our friends. God, invigorate us in this hour, in these last days, to look to you, to have fidelity to you and no one else. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for spending time with me today. Uh, in our third episode, uh, I pray you were blessed. Uh, we are going to continue coming out with weekly episodes. So we will see you back here next week. We drop these podcasts every Friday. Um, I'm looking forward. Our next series is actually going to be um, uh, our next formal series really is going to be on uh, the Advent, the coming of Christ at Christmas. And I'm going to be sharing reflections and meditations um, on the podcast here to encourage you. So we'll see you back here next week. Be on the lookout for um, some up and coming things happening here at the church. As always, if you're here in Florence, Kentucky, come and visit us for a service. Um, and if you can't be here, tune in online Sundays, 10 a.m., gatheringplacechurch.com. You can catch the live stream. Well, God bless you. We will see you next week. Have an awesome weekend.